0: Welcome back, Rabbi Dr. Eliezer Brutt. It's a pleasure to be with you again. And today, we're back to our original idea. Previewing Sfarim on a Masechta. However, Gittin could be a little different than other Masechta's. This episode, we're going to focus on the Rishaynim and the Achreinim, like we've done in the past. But we hope to get to other episodes, which will focus on the Halachas of Gitin, how it Get is written, uh, many Svarim written on that, and hopefully, perhaps we'll get to another couple episodes on what we call Pulmason controversies, known controversies, unknown controversies on Gitin that have transpired throughout the generations. Um, we have recorded a wonderful episode on Birchas Kayanim. I hope you've enjoyed it already. Please comment on this episode, other episodes. Comments, suggestions, feedback to myself, at OU.org, to Rabbi Brutt, Eliezer Broth at gmail.com and I would like to say that this episode has been generously sponsored by the Shawl greenwald DAF series. This DAF series, this DAF Yemishir, is unique in that it quickly goes through the DAF but not just reading and saying the translation of the words. Really speaking out anything that comes up as a question on the DAF in a quick, very thorough way. If there's a obvious question that Tyswiss covers, he discusses that as well. Very clear, very concise, usually done in under a half an hour. Please check that out. It's available on all daf. It is also available in other places. It's available on podcasts. If you haven't checked that out, please check it out. It's a unique shear, something different, something different than the other sheer room that we have on All Daf, and that's the point of all daf to to provide shirim that each one provides something a little bit different than the other. So, without further ado, Rabbi Brut, how are you today? Bar Hashem. Excellent. Okay. So, as I mentioned in my brief introduction, perhaps I spoke too long already. People want to hear you. I don't want to hear me plopple. Today's episode is about Masechet Gitin and Rishaynim, Achraynim. Other topics we'll leave for another time. And we're always available anytime. We have uh, someone who's sponsoring. We really, really appreciate it. This provides an opportunity for Barbraith to get his work out there. He has so much in his brain that he needs to share. So this allows us to share it for the world to hear. So what are we talking about today? What specifically would you like to start off with?
1: So Before before we get to how we do normally, I'm just going to mention a, a story because it just it's a very nice story to begin with. And it relates to Masechus Gittin, as we'll see. Basically, um, in high school, one of the, I was introduced by hearing different shmuzen from the Rosh yeshiva of my yeshiva, Sha'ar Zelig Epstein, used to quote often in a book about the Gadol Miminsk. Minsk. The
0: book was written by Yidra Meir
1: Halperin, uh, very chasid of Chacham, and he wrote a book about the Minsk, who was known as the Minsker Gadol, one of the great Kedilum of Litta, who died in the early 1890s. Now, this book, the chiddush of this book, Rameir Halperin, was he knew the Minsk Gadol personally very well. How did he know him? He was the Molameh, he was the higher tutor of the Minsk Gadol's children, and he learned with them, and some of them actually became tremendous. And you can see from this book, he was a very smart person, he was a very big Tamil Chacham, he understood a lot about learning in general, and he had incredible, incredible conversations about different types of topics with the Minsk Gadol as he spent a lot of time with him, and he recorded them in an unbelievable and He had a tremendous command of the Hebrew language. So Rav Zeller used to always quote this book different times in different Shmuzin, and I read it numerous times. Every time I read it, even to look up two pages and they spending time looking at 20 pages. It's an incredible amount of different information in, the, in this book. So one of the things that he mentions is when he first got the job, so the Munster Gadol has him, um, he's talking to him, he learns with the, he learns with the kids afterwards, and basically, the first week was made up that every month of Shabbos, I believe, they're going to learn. He's going to, he's going to, the kids are going to be tested by the Minsker First week, they, they come in. Minsker starts asking them questions. It was about get them. They had no idea what's going on. The second week, no idea. The third week, finally, they knew what's going on. So Minsker Gadol asked them what happened, what's going on. All of a sudden, how did they start knowing? So he said, very simple, I, I, my, basically, he earlier he says also that his, his chassidus of being a malamet is he was able to get into the heads of a child what a child needs to know when he's learning. So you start learning the git and you're jumping right into it, but you don't know what a get is. You don't know the pesukim. You don't know all the different things. So what I do is first I teach the kids. I first we open up the chumash. We learn what a get is. Then what's what is the words get? I show them how it works. What's a shliach? I explain to them how a shliach works all different concepts to give them the background. And then afterwards, they build this up. We spend the first week or two doing this. And then afterwards, everything starts making much more sense. And that's kachaba, why they succeeded in the bechino afterwards, because the first two, three weeks is it's now is Gittin. It's an incredible, incredible Masechta. Um It's learned, in, as we'll see, see shortly, but it's a yeshiva Masechta that's learned in many, many, in yeshivas, many people spend time learning it. And it's a Masechta one could it's easier than some other national Zika Masechtis. And just as Kedai, to know, so keep in mind the Mashal, you open up, let's say, you open up your school, your Masifta, they have these pieces of information. You spend 10, 15 minutes before, and you're ready, it's a different world. Okay.
0: Excellent. Um, as you mentioned, I know here where I live in Lakewood, there are some A3s that learn gettin as one of the Limudim. So it's learned even at a young age. Um, and what you just mentioned about getting familiar with the psukim and the get, I. I believe I saw advertised, you probably could check this out. Somebody selling some kind of Contras or even uh a get. How a get look, how it looks, how a get is written, with some of the basic um explanations of why this is here, and you know what goes into the background of the get. Are so you're familiar with the with the language of the get as you proceed in the Meshta. Okay, excellent. So what do you want to begin? You want to talk about the Gemara, the page of the Gemara itself? So first, I'm not going to talk so much about the Pages of the Gemara, just we always mention for two minutes, just to get this
1: out of the way, is the Nusach of the Gemara. So we have spoken about at length already in the Rubchaim Kanievsky, in this series about Rukhaim Kanievsky farm about the Duke from his project of collecting the manuscripts of the Gemara. Masechtas Gitten, we were not to have his collection of the various manuscripts, including the Manuscript Minchen. Okay, fast forward to 1926, Yid Meir Simcha Feldblum in Yeshiv University, while working on his uh, a book on the on Gittin and his doctor under his teacher at the time Avram Weiss so he um, he's told and he does he puts out based on not only the American the existing manuscripts that he was able to get hold of and he puts out what we've called a collection on each page of gemara, on the other side is the all the differences and he tries to have explanations about this 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 was in 19 in 1966. now at that time, still in Yeshiva, just as anecdotal, is in Yeshiva University, at that time they still had such a thing called academic Talmud, whatever that even means. Um, pretty much after that, at some point in time, it stopped, um, and it, there, does, there is no real academic Talmud, for whether it's good or bad, in Yeshiva University, but it used to exist a long time ago. Now, fast forward, um, if, let's say someone doesn't have access to this, I'm so a Talmud Israeli, from through Encyclopedia Talmudis, cetera, different parts of this big mechon, they have put out on Masechtas Gittin through all the different manuscripts, a few volumes that can be found on if have Etzar little stuff like that. Now, just to mention, there are academic works on parts of Masechtas Gittin. One is on the Perik Dalit, a massive work from Menachem Kahana. On Perik Megarish is a massive work from Professor Shama Friedman. And just to mention, on Mishnayis, there's a work from the Safra'i family on the Masechtas. But this is just to throw it out there, um, nothing more. Okay, the kids are, um, we, and one last point is like this, it's clear that, and as we're going to see today, Masechta's Kittim was learned everywhere. Very simple, It was. it was, it was very, very relevant. You look even in, as we're going to see soon, there's ga'inim, there's reshoinim, ach- and there's tons of achreinim. It was in the part of the yeshiva cycle, in all different cycles, it was clear. On Meshul, we have the Natsiv rights in Mareme Sadeh, Valajan. So Valajan are of because Valajan, they learned to the all Shas, but it says on top of, not always does it say the dates when the shiram were, but in 1868, these are the shir, on Musachtus Gittim. Earlier in 1754, we have a sefer, Divribina, from Dovber, we spoke about him briefly in the episode which um, about Birchus Kayanim. He also talks about how he learned Masechtel's in Yeshiva. And we know from, numer- as we'll see today, many, many other sources that he learned the Masechtel. Okay, that this is just the introduction. Now, we, we, what our meaning has become is basically we go from the Goynim onwards. So Goynim is very fast. Is we have Mar Hashem, also a safe that we spoke a little bit more about in the Rukhanik kineski Shiram, Gainim from Bam Levine, a Talmud of Muvik by Cook. Tremendous, tremendous Talmud He collects tons of material from Gainic literature from all the different manuscripts, which he gave a little bit about it in some of the different episodes. And it's in a volume called Aitzegainim. It's the tenth volume that he put out on different Sachs and shas Sachas getting has a very nice amount of material. He also has a lot of material from that he collected for Ravinu Chanano If you open up your Vilna, you might have been used to some Masechtas having Rabbeinu Hanano. This mesechta, we're going to see, Shasville didn't have Rabbeinu Hananel, but they have twice this Rid that they printed for manuscript. He has Rabbeinu Hananel stuff that he's Malachan. Okay. And if one wants to see um, just some samples of the significance of this Gainic material, so I've quoted in the past, from Shalom Yaseh Zeven and the Seif and he has a review on this mesechta. with just some samples already in Masechtas Gittin about it. Okay. One last Makar relating to Gainim, then we can move on, is in recent years... There's been an explosion of more and more material of Gainic literature. They found the long lost work of Rabshmul ben Hafni Gain on Gitten. He wrote a massive work that was originally, it seems to be 55 prakim Amasachdas Gitten. In 2000 and, uh, what year is it? 2019, I believe it is. No, sorry, 2009. Basically, Damfer publishes, earlier was his, his um, doctor, but he publishes Rav Shmuel ben it's called going on Gittin, it's called Sefer Geirishin, and he has a whole Arichus in the like all these types of works do, the significance of Rav Shmuel ben and the different parts of the work that he was able to locate in the Kairag Niza. He does Rav Shmuel ben dies in 1013, so this is a very early work that we did not have until it was published a few years back, and he does not have all 55 prakim. But he has um, something, um, 13 whole Prakim and parts of about 20 Prakim sachakos. So something like a third of the work he has, something like that. And that's a very, very, very recent addition to our library on the Sechdas Ketan. Okay, fine, this is Goynim, now we can move on to the Rishaynim. So Rishaynim is very, very easy. Um, We have our famous Rishaynim, the Ramban. So Ramban, as we've mentioned in many different episodes... 1762, only parts of the Ramban is published. When does the Ramban on Git get, get published a manuscript? We discussed this a little bit more. The Hashivas behind this from This is Al Meltzer in 1928. Lamaisa fast forward, Ramaisha Herschler and his Mahon, they had more manuscripts of the Ramban. And today, you go into your Shul library or your own library, whatever, you'll see you'll have these different editions of works of the Ramban based on the manuscripts. Next is the Rajba Rajba is actually published in 1523, again in 1715, again in 1751, a few other times. But today, in the standard Cook edition, they had manuscripts once again. Here we get to a little more interesting: is the Ritva. When you open up your Ritva on Sechtes um, Gittin, you'll see that there's two Purushim. One part is it, they call it the Ritva, and the second part they call the Rav Now. Like everything else, there's, a, the, um, there's always discussion. Is it really the Ritva? Is it really Ritva in the cress-cress? What's going on over here? Just to sum it up and very, very briefly, is as follows. You, the, the, there's an excellent Mother in the Meister of Cook edition about it. It seems there were Achreinim that had manuscripts, and they called this work the Ritva. It's most likely not the Ritva. How they know that? Ayin Shaman, and these Hagdamas, they have different methods how they're able to do it. Now, one of the things is they notice that it brings a lot of the Rama. The Rama is earlier than these Rishayim, even earlier than the Ramban. He's born in 1170, dies about 1244. We'll get to more in a second. Now, so this work that's, that that Kuk Cook calls it the Ritva is really most likely—we don't, we don't—it's some type of sheeting or somewhere in, around that period of time, time of the Ritva, maybe a little before. And what it does is we notice it has a lot of Ramah. Okay, keep that in mind. It also has Rabbeiniyinah. You know? So we're not sure. Um, at one point, the cook edition says through different analysis that it might be three different chiburim depending on the different parakim. It's different people. Okay. In other mesechtos of 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 Meister of Cook, where other not every mesechto is done by the same person, so you will have a different person will say, oh, what well, you you have a proof of Amesechtos get, then it might not be anyway. They discuss this and all the different things. What about Rabbi Nekreskros? So Kreskris, interestingly enough, was printed on the name of the under the name of the Ritva already in 1758, but now we based on more information, we know more about this Rabbi Nekreskros. He's also from the Ben of the Ritva, same base medrash. We have other mesechtas of his. We mentioned him in Suvis, and there's some others. So they're, they're more convinced that maybe this ritva, this part, is really written in Crespus, but even that is not 100%. Okay, now, why is this relevant? I mentioned to you the name, um, the, or the Ramah, Rameir Rabbe, Abu Lafia. He's more famous in such a mesecht like Baba Bas or Sanhedrin, Yad Ramah, but interestingly enough, the original name of his chibber is called Prati Pratim. Okay, now, so, Mchol Ofek, from Rabbi Avram Shashana already in 1985, then through 1989, put out some editions of what he calls the Ramah on the Masechta. Then in 2001, he updated it with more, based on more discoveries, and basically is, they have discovered pieces of the Ramah on this Masechta, and through careful analysis, he's convinced that what's called the Ritva is really the Ramah. Okay. And he has more than the moisture Cook edition. So anyway, you, need, you can have your Cook edition, even though it's calling a Ritva, it's Rama. But you need to buy the Ofer edition because they found more stuff. Okay, okay. The Rama is an incredible, incredible, important Rishon. We know from the Maseches that we do have of his, and where the uh, Rambam in his beautiful introduction has a lot about this. The Chlal is a book from about him from Bernard Septimus, an excellent book, just very hard to get these days, published by Harvard. And we have Tashmah, Yisrael Tashma. in his essays, Knesset Mechkarim Chelot Beis, has also a very important essay, where he also goes with, he's, he's, he does agree with Shishan about this. Okay, we already mentioned, Shas Vilna puts on the Tesis Rid 1955, for the first time, the Me'iri is published on this Masechta, okay? Um, and the Tesis Rush is published, as a Tesis Chach Me'inglia. Now, just one other point with the Ritva, People had it in a manuscript, Lamashal Bam Levine, who we spoke about that as a guide him. He uses it. He had the Meiri because the person who was working on the Meiri was kind enough to give him material. So he's using it already in Yerushalayim earlier on. And just to in one last Rishan, literally came out about a year ago, actually from a mechon, a new mechon. They're based in Beit Shemesh. Um, they call themselves Bris Rishinim and they published a work. They call it Pirish Rabbeinu Zakai. What is it? It's on the Riff of Mosechtas Gittin. Very common. A lot of works in the time of the Rambam were written more on the Riff. And this is printed from manuscript. We don't know who he is. They believe he's around the time the them right after.
0: So for those who like to figure out the correct pronunciation, I thought we used to pronounce the Srebino Krashkash. Are we talking about the same the same one? Correct. So we'll have to have those way in. Liter- have, to have way in exactly Hebrew literature experts let us know exactly how to pronounce it. Right. Correct.
1: Okay, now. So Adkan, the story with the Rishayim. Yes, there's some others um, um, here and there, but that's the basic story with Rishayim. Now we move on to Achrayim. So one of the early Achrayim that we have tremendous Gedolei, Ach- one of the Gedolei is the Marshal. So what's known is the Marshal. You have in the back of your Gemara is you have the Marshal. For some reason, it's on the top of the page in many editions. There's the Maram, and then there's the Chochmasleima. Turns out the Chachmah that we have in the back of the Gemara is much more abbreviated, is really more material in the first editions of the Chachmah which are very rare, but thanks to Hebrew books, I'd say they're no longer rare. Anyway, these are the guys that they took from the side of the Gemara that he wrote down. What Gemara did he use? Which edition of the Bramberg edition? This is dealt with in a, a doctorate from Yitzchak Ranan. Um, parts of this doctor was published in a recent work, Masayyiz Torah Pe from Hevlin. It was up. To, it was an article that this Ranan wrote in uh, Ali Sefer, where he discusses the significance of knowing the differences with the Marshal, what he was using, what he's correcting. Now, what happens is once the Marshal, this Gadol Adar, does this, so a lot of printers do you the favor and they make they added in the corrections into the text already, um, which could cause problems when you're trying to understand Rishayim and everything. This is a discussion after now. Anyway. Um, but this, when is this first time the marshal on Leima on a mesecta is, pu- is published? Literally a few years after He's is nifter in the 1580s. He's nifter in the 1570s. Okay, now, but we'll, we will return to the marshal momentarily. He now another point relating to the marshal is he has a Talmud, and this Talmud wrote a Hebrew called Migdal David. We don't know much about him. His son, we also know, published a few different things. His son, I think, publishes this work also. And he publishes a work in 1597 called Migdal David. This is an incredible Khibur. And it seems no one knew about it, 1597 and onwards, except the Yid Leiter, which we'll get to. This Professor Spiegel points out already. We're going to get to Rav Leiter shortly. And Spiegel, who deals with um, the Migdal David, because the Migdal David, as a Talmud Marshal was also very careful to be medai. In the text of the gemara to see if there's mistakes that crept in but besides for that this migdal david is myrdic amshat rashi Taisis, gemara many different things now 1597 okay fast forward to to 1990 yitzhak sats publishes it um he also publishes the first chachma Shlame. this is and for those that don't know this is before yitzhak Chachma, before hebrew books so at the time it was a major chiddush and you still could probably even buy in some farm stores this edition of the Migdal David, unknown, say virtually unknown, safer Talmud of the Marshal with incredible materials, and no one had it throughout the generations, pretty much, except it was possibly this the survived. Anyway, um, this is with the Marshal. Moving onwards, we always mention different mesechtos. The prayer is published in 1739, 1768. We have the El the famous El who dies in 1712. We know more from the world of Allah. He has a small chibra on a few mesechtos and shas. 1769. We have a Yid of Simcha Rappaport writes a sefer called Rashbits. Normally, Rashbits is re- referring to either a Talmud of the um, is is referring to a Svardi Chasheva Parish a uh, late a uh, late Rishon. Okay, fast forward a little further. We have in 1813. Then again, in 1820. The Nasivas writes the Taurus Gitin, which in the Yeshiva world that we re- that remains a Merdeka classic sign lambda sign everything else we've already devoted an episode although we have not yet released it we hope to soon of the nesivism um, um and th- that is a very unique and special khibur, Araya. his contemporary older contemporary the ksois has a kibar which also deals with which we also mentioned at one point or another this is famous is published by his famous moscow son-in-law the sheer shleim Report. anyway fine we have another achran in this period of time. It's called Tiv Gitim from Rav Heller. Um, he's uh, around the same age as them. Okay, then of course we have Rebbe Kiveger and the Chsam Soifer. Uh, these are the known go-to achranim in many of the mesechtos. Nothing to. Of course, uh, you have the Israeli edition of the of the Rebbe Kiv Eger. endless materials. As as the, I like to always say, two gadolim that are constantly writing, even from the Kfarim, is Rebbe Kiveger and the Sam cipher as a matter of fact, the Ksam cipher just now in an auction that just that just was made, um, is about to go live in a few weeks from Gnozen. They have some new material never published before, somewhere of a Talmud of the Ksam quoting a whole letter of the Ksam so Obviously, this item is going to fetch. Who knows how much money? Um, that's an item. Okay, fine. Now, another parish that I did not know about, and in the interesting way I found out about it was... Through an episode that I recorded. I, we recorded an episode, I mean this we did release about Darkliner. So I did not know at the time that Archlener had a brother, Rameir, I believe his name was. So he wrote a Hibra Masakhis Gitin. It was published from manuscript uh, 30, 40 years ago. So a fellow Ramapi Chemish. He he plans on he's working on republishing. It's gonna be out. We're recording the episode about Gitin a little before I it's being published by Machon Uman. And I spoke to the Mahon a few days ago. It's gonna be out on time. They, and they have new materials from the the Kaivat CNM that we spoke about in the episode, where he has other materials of this brother who was a, a tremendous halachakam ahead of the Kleis in that period of time in Germany. Okay. So this is just some of the So there's uh, already you're seeing, obviously, that there's a lot of Achrayim. Fast forward, someone relating to the Chassam Seifer um, and remarkable, not he's not a Talmud, but someone who knew them, it seems, a Kedushas Yisrael. His earliest his early hibur chelik aleph was published in 1788 as a skamas of the gedolei adar, including the rabi So his second volume, published by his children, which has on the sechtas this is this has a skamas from the chsam seifer and remar tchevenek. Okay, fast forward. We we just mentioned the chsam seifer. So now here we'll discuss. Uh, uh, we'll get a, um, a little more information. First, we'll start with the sav seifer. So first, I'm I'm looking into the Ksav seifer has published on a few different sechtas. So you look in. One of the seftos that we have the ksav soi is seftos getten. I'm reading the Hagdama because I, I remember uh, a idea about something to relating to this. And basically, it sounds like he gave shear on it. Starting from it says in Hagdama, my father gave shear on the seftos starting from tafresh tezayin until tafresh chavbeis. That means there's a period of almost four years, five years. Then, he, then it talks about another time, he started giving it again. So with kids, they're learning this Masechta for a crazy long time. Imagine sitting in yeshiva for that many years learning the Masechta. Now yes, Masechta's gittin. We're going to see another person also spend five years learning it. There's what to do with Masechta's gittin, especially if you're learning Aliva de Hilchasa. But what's going on over here? So I remembered elsewhere, that, again, turning to my favorite, one of my favorite people, Roshayim Yasef Zeven, there's a review about the Ksav Seifer on Masech Tzchulen, where there's a similar type of thing that school and they spent endless amount of time. So Lomais, the Ksav Seifer says he heard from a Ravram Seifer, which we also spoke about in the episodes with Relating to the Miri, that he spoke, who's from the Meshpacha of the Seifers, he says like this, that um, when, he, when he came in to learn, the Ksav Seifer came into yeshiva, and they were learning a Sugiyon Gitin. That relates to Hilchis Mcvoice What does the Ksaf Seifer start doing? They start learning all different sughis relating to Mcvoice and Ganshas. And this was the Mahal, one of the lakudis with the Ksaf was, he could end, and he ended up, this is what the Akiva Seifer says, he ended up spending three months learning in the Ottoman This is while they're learning Gittin. So that's the answer. How come they're spending five years on Masachus Gittin? It's not that they only were, uh, uh, they, it's not like they were, there's, there's yeshivas today, there's the famous yeshiva today, uh, uh, back in my day, 20 years ago. Um, they learned Takvah in one whole winter's month. So this is not that, even those five years, but anyway, that, this is, gives you an idea, this is what brings down. But we know more, also some other in, in, interesting things about the base Marishly like cipher can be found in Avram Fuchs' work on the Shivas of Hungary. Okay, fine. Um, now, continuing with the Khsam cipher is, is one of the most incredible svarim on Masakhtas Gitten, is, um, but it's only on the first parak. it's from Rebbe Chaim Seyfer. It's called the Peles Chaim. The Pelz Chayim, he's in 1821, he's born. He dies in 1886. He publishes the Peles Chaim in 1854. Now, they say in the Yeshiva world, there's a lore, um, folklore, or and from all different. I've heard from all different ways. I didn't bother to write them all down at one point to track it, but they say he's the Hungarian Reb Chayim that Reb Chaim even looked at his tire You say obviously, those that know, the literature world wouldn't be caught dead looking at Hungarian tire But this, this Reb Chaim cipher, he made it that even Reb Chaim, they say on his table, I always joke they, that one day I plan on writing an article about all the svarab that were on Reb Chaim's table. It must have been a very big table. But anyway, that that's a joke that I've said, I think, in the past. Anyway, here I would like to cor- to show, to add to something I said when we began the series on Rechayim Kenevsky, I said, as an example, Rechayim Seifer was a mamash, a big Talmud move by the Chassam Seifer. And people, someone wrote into me, more than one person, maybe that I'm wrong, it doesn't work out with the years, it's not true. He went to the yeshiva at the age of 11, and anyone who understands the Mach Nechayim, the the truth it's not, it's not so str- strange. He was there until the Chassam Seifer was nifter, he learned by him for seven years. If the Mach Chaim learned by him for seven years, trust me, he got a lot from the Chassam Seifer. He writes himself, in his Peles Chayim, in Dagdama. one of the people who's giving Akar's life he lists his Rabbeim, one of those Rabbeim, he says, the first one is, so I was correct in what I was saying there. Now, what's more interesting, oh, not more interesting, another last point is, he's a Talmud of the Shari Taira, who's the son of Rebileh Lao So, now, who's the author of the Shem Now, some people like to think he's this is Hungarian roots. It turns out, really, it's more literature roots, this is a different discussion, and that might explain how this Hungarian could have ties with literature learning, which is a kasha that many have asked, but we're not going to deal with it right now. Just to mention, this Rebbe, the Shari Teira, so we quoted already the Muslim catalog, and we are not, at this point, I'm doing this, is like this. Catalogs, a lot of times, people look at catalogs for different reasons. I look at catalogs, I don't have money to buy um, rare books and stuff like that, but you learn a lot of information from the catalog. So here we have being, it's going to go on auction in a week or two that the they have the Sefer Shari Torah, the Rebbe of the Mach Nechayim, with 50 Hagois, I believe they were not published, of the Mach Nechayim, never published before, it's also going to probably go for a very nice sum of money, the Gnozim auction. Okay, anyway, fast forward another Talmud of the Sefer. it's called Zichron Shmuel um, 1867 is published, this is another younger Talmud of the Sefer.
0: If anybody wants to buy you a present, I'm sure you're we will be glad to accept, you know, maybe make a list of the things in the Gnostic catalog that may interest you. <laughs> oh, yeah, you. sure. Anyone that buys any artifact, you'll dedicate episode just towards that artifact and give the history. Cost the of the artifact. Yeah, exactly.
1: Anyway, um, okay. Now, um, so that's, so, because you know, I've been accused in the past of never really speaking out about Hungarian Gdylem. So here's already, I've been yaitz. We're going to do a drop more of design with the with the with um, Hungarians in a moment. Okay, one last person to talk about is, is the Tferis Yankel Yankov Gesundheit. I believe that's how he, something like that is how they say his name. Okay, so this is a Yid. He's born in 1815, dies in 1878. Saif so Yomov, he becomes the Rav of Arsha. This is a Gansa Tumul. Professor Scholl Stamfer has a whole big article. article, a very nice article, which is available in PDF. If you ask for it, I'll send it to you. Where he deals with um, the whole story of him, why it took so long for him to come to Rav in Varsha and everything. Now, Varsha is not a small little city. It's a it's a real big city, a lot happening there. Anyway, he was living there for a long time. And his, first so first, his Rabbi Muvuk is who? Yid Rabbi Leib-Tin's famous, famous G'day who also wrote a massive work on Gittin, which is, Rabbi Leipzim's dies in 1833. His first work is published in
0: 1869 on Gittin, so to speak. Yeah. Rabbi shares a yard site with Shaila Karestier, I believe. And last week when they were celebrating Shaila Karistier, so the people who are since who are Makir is Godless and know you could tell us what his Savoy is about printing Svar and made sure to let everybody know about this. What 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 do write about just tell the audience what he wrote about his svar. it's it's
1: terrible right now what you just did because now people are gonna accuse me of becoming Hungarian and I it's not partially not right. Anyway, but the point is, Rabbi Tins was a Gain Eilam, and he wrote, he was a prolific writer, and he said some type of thing in Tzavah, that it's going to be murdered if you help publish his farm and this is brought down in very reliable places, even the Stipe talks about it, and there's other sources about this Nakuda, uh, um, but he wrote, he was prolific. Every once in a while, I remember when I was learning in Lake with Marshall, someone would come, let's say whatever is, and drop off a bunch on that and then people always printing it. You go to used bookshops in America, all over, you could get for a dollar all different svarim of his. but but to go so far, there have been there's been a fancy machon that went ahead and they redid all his stuff, but they don't sell it. So I don't know what was the point of that. They published it, to schoses, to get it out there. But okay, they do give. I think they did give it to kugels and stuff like that. Okay, anyway, returning back to his first So the first yankiv, the in a tremendous naskama from the shayla in one of his farim he mamish says how he's maridika, the It's unbelievable. Pl, mafliya pliois. in Talmudu paiskim myrdika now, the, the Talmudim of his who published Gitin, okay, they write, um, when they're talking about it, that he spent five years learning the Musekhtar. Um in 1858 when they published it, and this also, there was, a, there, it seems there was some type of work, a small work, published, B'chayov, about him, Shol um, Stamfer still has not been able to solve who the author is. But at one point or another, this is published in the different Svarim of the Tveris Yankov. He wrote other mesechtes also on, on Hulan and some other things. And it's called Ksas Toldus Agon Mechaber, but there it doesn't even say that it came from where it came from. But it was published as a small little booklet, and but in none of the places do we know what it is. Anyway, the point is that this Gadol, he learned Ion, he learned to him he was very into Amkos, Svaris, all different types of things. And this, um, he was crazy into Rikiv he was very close to the Eger. At one point, Saif Yom of Reb are visiting Varsha. They had tremendous Kesher talking to each other and learning. And Mekitze he was a Goyen go- Um He also, rather interesting, they write, he also knew Mare He worked. He was a businessman. He had a yeshiva. He started giving shir um, at a young age of 16. Um, he's already giving shir. Okay. In his introduction um, uh, to the Sefer, he talks about how one has to learn. Uh, he had, it's a fascinating introduction. kidai. I'm not doing it justice, but in the Hagdama he does mention that he works. But um, that's one interesting thing. And he says sometimes I'm, I go against the chayinim, but that's the point of learning. If you learn the sugya and you learn the, and you learn properly, that's what was given to us. Tire was given for if you're learning Api with MS, it's to come up with your own mask. Anyway, incredible. It's a short. It's not a long Hagdama but it's worth to go through and see uh, what is going, how he talks about this topic. Okay, one last Achron to talk about before um, World War II is Revolcan, Rebaron Vulcan, Mamash, right before World War II publishes the base Aaron, Um and recently a book came out all about him. Okay, now, I, the Adkan Achronim that came out known Achronim. Um, now, just to um, conclude with a few different ideas, it's like this. In 1959, the Chidusha Arim on Gittin comes out more recently, first in 1999, and then more updated in 2021, Rab Mordechai Emanuel prints a work, Binion Schleima from manuscript. Who was this? This is Rav Paz, who was Rabbi Nassin, I don't want to say his name wrong, but he wrote a, a, a tremendous Hebrew, Binyan Shloyma. He was a dying in the Frankfurt Besden with the Afla. Um, Rabbi Dava published in in Nechei in materials of his involved in the Besden, and some letters of his, a tremendous Adum Gadol at that time. He did write works already at the young age um, already um that he did publish on Masakhda the Sanhedrin, which has a shahas comes from the um Miuda. A tremendous Adum Gadol. and today you could get the book on Amazon actually print on demand. This is the Binyan Schleim. Another work that just came out from Muhammad Swaman recently is from Rebavram Abulaketz. He's born in 18. 10 dies in 1890. He also seems to be a Talmud of Rabshaim or who we mentioned with the Machnechayim. He's a Rav Lamashal of different cities, including Kashev. Some of his farm were published in his lifetime. They have Askamus Lamashal of leading gedolim such as the Divichayim, the Shailom He left behind various Ksavim, including Ampsachim and Gittim. But Kitzer, this work was miraculously dis- um, saved from the Holocaust and the Enochal, the person who saved it, the son or the enical, um I think the son of the person who saved it, the Enochal, a great great grandson of this, or Bavram a fellow Rabbi Aaron Friedman, funded this work to come out with a beautiful Agdama about his family and about his gadol. And Mahon Shleim published it last year, a massive work on the Masechta. and one could get it in, uh, probably in most farm stores. Okay, now just to the with one last keyboard. This is a tremendous, tremendous keyboard on Every time I use it, it's Khalisha Sadas, even that learning Gitun. And that is Mithairasan Shawishinim from Observ Leiter. Zev lighter Leiter, he's born in eighteen ninety one, dies in nineteen seventy four. was a Gain Oilum. He knew incredible amounts of of, of Tyra. He had a, one of the things he's legendary about is he had a tremendous library with with Unbelievable Mansis farm. He's a rev in Pittsburgh eventually. Um, from Galitz, he ends up in Pittsburgh. That he dies in 1974. I mentioned he had manuscripts of tremendous Hashiva works, and these haaris, on Mesekhis interestingly enough, it seems his first work that he wrote before the Age of Bar Mitzvah was on Masehta's Gitten, but it was not published. But these notes of his on a very nice amount of material, over a hundred pages, has been published a few times. Uh, by Mikhon Shalaim is the I think the most recent editions it's called me Tarasan, Shawishin. One could get unbelievable amounts of information, stealing for shiurim, impress people without them knowing, even though that they won't be chayish she used, even from some of the sparm, because even some of the sparm that he's using cannot be found in the nits incredible work. That's the last um, akron. Now, just to end off with two more points, and that's it. Number one is, so it shouldn't be accused, this masechta is learned in all the yeshivas, every rosh yeshiva, has this chedushim of them just to mention was available on Hebrew books. There's a safer called Tirus Rashi Yeshivas where someone was malachi tons and tons of Tirus of Rashi Yeshivas. So let's say you don't have time to learn whichever Rashi Yeshiva, uh, all the different Sfarm that are coming out and they're still coming out as we speak on this Masechta. You could download on Hebrew books. You don't even have to have Mefritzah um, Ha'chma, and you have a massive work, hundreds of pages on the Masechta from the Gedali Rashi Yeshivas Okay. Now I, we already said an in introduction that we're going to talk about other aspects of this Masechta. Just to conclude. There's a work called, just to conclude, just a drop of historical stuff, there's endless different controversies that relate to this Masechta. The Marshall in America, what happened, tons of shadows and gitten from when Jews came to America, and etc., etc. So there's a work, a recent work from Akiva Sternberg, called Das. And in here one can find a nice amount of material to spice up the, um, when you learn the, the, the Masechta's gitten, Re- make it relevant sometimes with the star called Ch- uh, Farikta Tshuva and stuff like that. He talks about a lot of this stuff. And just two other to for for now is one is, there's a Rav of Firth which a book recently came out, I think it was last year, from Reb David Kahana Sp- Spiro. He was known as the Firth of Rav. So this he, this book was printed by Dr. Rosenfeld. He was likely to be very close, his family is very close with this Rav. One of the things this rabbi was very famous for being an expert in Gittin, especially after World War II. Uh, and there's a nice amount of material, one whole massive chapter about with Gittin. And just to conclude, Mechon Yerushalayim just published a few months ago a chuvus called Tshuvas Nechamas Shloyma from Shloyma Kahana, who was known as the father of Agunus. also this chuvus safer. Sefer. He was also very involved after the war with different in inyadim with Gittin and Aguna type of Shailas. Also a wealth of information that was not available until just recently. So that, But Mirza we will get much more into these type of topics um, in the near future.
0: Okay. Thank you very, very much. A lot of fascinating sfarim, some interesting sfarim to track down that perhaps you may not have in your library. And we're really looking forward to the other episode. <coughs> Anybody who would like to be in touch again to ask for any sources, PDFs, email aliezerbrot at gmail.com. Once again, we appreciate the sponsor in honor of Rabbi Shal Greenwald's Dafyay Mishir. The style we mentioned is quick, very, very thorough, very complete, covers basically all the Rashis and also, and also the Taisvis that are relevant to the Pshat in the Gemara. And we hope to have other episodes available. If you'd like to sponsor the tremendous work of Rabbi Brut. Please let us know. Yes, or they
1: Also, one last thing I forgot. This is very, very important for me is like this. In se- we spoke about the Marshal. One last up, um, thing to add to this whole thing is there's a Yamshel Shloimeh on this Maserto. But what's interesting is that it's published when? In 1761, which is almost 200 years after his Nifter. As we said, he's Nifter in 1573. So it takes so many years for it to come out. Which is which is an interesting discussion, well, not for now. But I can't go without mentioning the the marshal was when they get, we we spoke a little bit about him. But there is a tremendous important chiver of his available today, called Yamshel Shleima on, on the Masechet. So I felt very, I missed from my notes I where to put it in.
0: Okay, thank you very much for adding that. The palace Chaim, the Reb Chaim of Hungary, we could get all the feedback. He mentioned the Hungarian, some of the Hungarians farm and (laughs) we got it all in so thank you very much and let's be in touch soon